Plus, I got a Were blood good disorder. At fighting? Yeah, I was pretty good. Got locked up for it once. No way. Yeah. You want to hear that story? What happened there? Yeah, so dude. it was two weeks after my 21st birthday. I was hammered in Center City, Philadelphia. Born and raised in Philadelphia. I spent 25 years of my 34 years living there. And that's actually something to do with the next thing I want to tell you guys. But it was playoff time with the Flyers when the Flyers were really good. And I was a huge hockey fan at the time. Now I'm a really big soccer fan. But the Flyers were playing the Penguins and they're super big rivals. So we were out at a bar watching the game and Flyers win. And I got in an argument with the Penguins fan afterwards. And I thought he was coming after me to hit me. So like I reacted really quick, but apparently he was trying to shake my hand and I reacted really quick and I hit him and he fell back and hit his head on the cement and the cop was right there and he saw it. So he locked me up the entire, I was in, in jail for 25 hours. The entire time I was there, the guard kept telling me, I don't know if he's going to make it. I think you might've killed someone. And then when I get out, he sees me at Wawa and he goes, uh, he's fine. I was doing that for your own good. He scared the shit out of me. I thought I killed someone. That was insane. And I haven't fought since. That was the last time I ever I fought. Wow. Yeah. But I used to scruff back in the day. Like I grew up in Northeast Philly and we'd have these like real dumb rivalries with neighboring um neighborhoods. So like you could live ten minutes from someone and hate their guts just because they live in that section. So we would have like gang wars. Like there'd be like ten on ten. We used to fight all the time back in the day. It was wild. Did you guys ever throw coins at each other? <laughs> no, no coins. No weapons. That was always the deal. No weapons. When I was like in middle school, we discovered that the high schoolers would, for some reason, throw change at each other in the in the parking lot, pelting each other's parents' cars with dimes and nickels. And then me, being the Jew that I am, I'd go scoop that money up when they were gone, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my- my uh my childhood was weird. Like, I don't know. There there was a decent amount of fights, but there was a lot of good times, man. I I had a blast growing up. Like, up until I was eighteen, until I witnessed that suicide attempt. Like, I was like a totally normal person. And, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Excuse that me. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys want to hear it? Yeah. Yes. Goddamn, you're a treasure trove. So, uh, I'm eighteen years old. I go to this school in an hour north of Tampa, so in Florida. And I knew two people there. Well, one person going in and then I met a couple friends and this is the night before finals. And I walk in on my roommate attempting suicide. I don't know if I even can say what he was doing. Do you want, can I say what he was doing? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. He was slicing his throat with a knife. What Ooh. the fuck? Yeah. If you're going to kill up. yourself, first of all, don't. Second of all, why would you choose that as your modality? Fucked me up. And actually dude, like months before that, for some reason, he said that he was like, "Yeah, if yeah. I were to, if, if I was ever gonna kill myself, I'd, I'd just slit, slit my throat." Like he said what that. What the fuck? Yeah, that's but like, such honestly, a brutal way to do. Like honestly, to do that. I, I never saw it coming up until like a week before finals. He got super quiet. He was like not himself. Me and a couple of friends took him out the night before finals, and we're like, "Yo, what's going on? You okay?" And he just broke out crying, and it was just like a really weird vibe. And then me and those two guys were at my dorm room. We hung out with him. He fell asleep. My girlfriend was in Philly at the time, and she was calling me, calling me, calling me. I was ignoring her all day because I was dealing with that. So I'm like, all right, let me step out and call her. So I step out and call her. I leave the door cracked, and I had the lights were on, right? 
So I step out into the hallway, call her. It might have been a two-minute conversation. I updated her. I'm like, all right, I got to go study for finals now. They're like in like eight hours. So that's why I haven't been talking. I'm really sorry, but uh, I got to go. So she was cool. I walk in, in the room. Now the lights are off. The door's still cracked. And I got the weirdest feeling that something was going on. And I walk in. I see a silhouette sitting on the bed. And I hear gurgling. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I flipped the lights on and he looked like he was possessed and he's literally slitting his throat. Jesus Christ. Yeah, blood squirting everywhere. That fucked me up so bad. So bad. And you like, said that's tempted. Yeah, so we then stopped what him. happened? We stopped him. So what happened was I screamed for help. I was screaming my ass off. I went towards him to try to get the knife off of him. And then he pulls that out of his neck and he points the knife at me. And he's hey. like, he's like possessed. So then I run across the hall. Bang, the RA lives right across the hall from me. I'm banging on his door, banging on his door. I'm like, help, 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 help. He's like, what, what, what? I'm like, he's killing himself. He's killing himself. So we walk in. And <laughs> if you're the point, RA, you got to be like, oh, God oh, damn it. My I know, was not supposed to go this way. <laughs> dude, I felt so bad for this guy. I haven't talked to him since. His name is Kevin. Great guy. He really helped me. Like without him, this, this dude would be dead. I won't say the guy's name. Let's just call him Tim. Um, but Tim would be dead without kevin so we walk in the room and he's still going at it and then we managed to get him on the floor and then he starts stabbing his wrist and then uh. we managed to get the knife off of him i took my shirt off we wrapped my shirt around his neck called 911 helicopter came in and they were managed to save his life he got like uh like one third through his neck so he's got oh, like wow yeah shit permanent scar um i went on a different podcast and told that whole story before and my friend, my mutual friend said he sent it to him and he listened, but he didn't respond to me about it. He used to call me once a year and thank me and shit, but I haven't talked to him in, I don't know, 10, like nine, 10 years. But uh, wow. apparently he's doing well now. He's married and uh, everything's good, but I still don't know why he even did it. I never got an answer. The school kind of made it hush hush and they sent me home. They were like, just leave, just leave. Dude, it happened at two in the morning. I was on a plane back to Philly by 10 a.m. My mom and brother came and got me, and, we, and I went home. Didn't take my finals. They gave me all Bs, and I left that school. I never went back. It was. Did insane. you get your deposit on the room back? Dude, nothing. And, like, I was talking to my new psychiatrist about it, and he was like, you know, you could have sued them for that, right? And I was like, no, I didn't know that. Uh, like, Could have. What's the statute of limitations? I don't know. But they, they like, shushed it. They, they wanted me out the door because, like, their whole thing – was there like the safest campus in Florida? Like that's what they were known for. Hold so, on, which campus? Which school was this? It's called Saint Leo University. Okay, I was gonna be. Was it the same school Ted Bundy fucking murdered those coeds at? But all right, that, we're good. That's what that's what they're known for. And oh! a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Just saying that might be why he felt compelled to fucking slash his own neck. <laughs> I have, I still don't know. Like I would love for him to call me and explain the situation. Cause like that fucked me up for years. And that's when I started to do really stupid shit. Like I was so fucked up. I couldn't be in a room uh, that was dark for ever. A couple of my best friends slept at my house for like two months straight. And then I'd have but you these... save that guy though. You're basically a hero. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, that was that was absolutely insane, but it fucked me up. Like, dude, I would take my car out. I had this really cool Pontiac Grand Am GT at the time, 
And I would take my car out on the highway at like 2 a.m. and go like 110 miles an hour and like scream with no music. I would just like scream. And I was just like, I was so, it was a weird time, man. I didn't have a girlfriend after that because my, my girlfriend who I was with broke up with me after I got home and she said, you changed. Yeah. No shit. I changed. No. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, and all, also like you went to your, that was your first year of college. That was a freshman, my first semester. Yeah. So you're definitely going to change. I don't know. But yeah, especially right. then given those events, fucking right. You're going to change a little bit. It worked out. I couldn't imagine being with anyone else than my, than my wife. She's the best, but it's, it, it was a wild time in my life, dude. Like absolutely crazy. Like, I would do the most random shit because I I just get so filled up with like anger and fear. And so I just like do some random shit, like, like go to the casino and spend a thousand dollars or just like speeding and speeding. Like I, I was like a adrenaline junkie trying to get that image out of my head of his like demon eyes looking at me, holding the knife at me. Like it was absolutely insane. Absolutely. So while you were doing the crazy stuff, you were like having thoughts about that moment. I, I, well, yeah, that would take my mind off of it when I was doing that. So that's why I would do it. it otherwise, like, you're thinking about it constantly. Yeah, constantly. And I didn't go to therapy like an idiot. I should have. I didn't, I didn't go to therapy until I was like 31. But where was the parental intervention? Where were they? Well, my dad's not the best. Uh, he is against therapy. And, he, and his answer was, You're a Johnston. You don't need therapy. That's what he said to me. So. My mom really wanted me to go. I was hesitant about it. I, I didn't like share with anyone like how badly I was struggling. I would just be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll, I don't want to talk about it. But I was like in a really dark place. And I didn't go to therapy until I was 31. But I was in my like drug fueled state at that time. So I would just lie to my therapist. And I only did it to like appease my family. Like, look, I'm trying. I'm trying. But like now I just started a new one. And that's going to be part of my story. But like um, now I'm like, taking. what do you think would have fucked you up worse? Catching him in the act and stopping him or coming in after he had killed himself. I'm happy I stopped him. I'm happy. I yeah. Right. Did. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy. it did. And like people said that he wanted me to stop him because he could have just locked the door. Yeah. You know, that's true. And I didn't have my key on me. I left the door cracked. So because I, I was like, this is going to be a two minute phone call. Let me just go talk to her real quick. And. I come back to that. So people were like, he was probably hoping that you would come back. And maybe he didn't even start until he heard me coming through the door. And that's why, <laughs> that's why he wasn't like completely finished by then. Cause like he, I mean, was, pretty, obviously, he was pretty far in. Like when I turned uh, the light on, he was pretty far in. There was blood everywhere, blood all over my clothes. And I told the cops, I'm like, and I got interrogated for, for attempted murder because they were like, <gasps> they, yeah, they were like, did you, was this you doing? So did Kevin, the RA. Uh, we both got interrogated by the cops and, and then they cleared us and then they got his statement later and dude, like his parents never thanked me like nothing. It was the weirdest thing. The they might be embarrassed thing. or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was strange. My mom was so bad. That was the turning point in my life. Like after that, I didn't have a girlfriend for like six. Uh, no, that's not true. I had one girlfriend that was long distance, but like, I was like so weird. I like completely changed. I was a normal upbeat positive kid i had a great childhood and then after that is when things started to really go south and that's when my bipolar started to come out so yeah it was wild man i have so many questions but i also like i know we make fun of this word but i don't want to trigger anything <laughs> so 
<laughs> no, feel free. Go ahead. No, I'm just like I. It just it genuinely sounds like you looked the devil in the eye when that happened, and it just forever changed your life. Yeah. Well, you took some of that voodoo with you. No, that's a hundred percent what it felt like. Like his eyes, he literally looked like he was possessed. Like I'm, I'm picturing it as you're telling it, and I'm just like, all I'm, I'm feeling dread because all I can picture is just looking at the face of the devil right now. Yeah. The his his face that's forever ingrained in my like I can picture it right now, and the sound of the gurgling that is always in my mind. So like. It really messed me up bad, like really bad. I should have went to therapy, like intensive therapy right after that happened. And I didn't. And uh, yeah, that was like the turning point of my life. And I wish I wish I took it more serious back then. And maybe I wouldn't be in the position I'm in now that I'll explain. And let's say like 20 minutes. I'll tell you guys that story. <laughs> oh, I need, I need to start a timer because this is like you keep. Well, I know, I'm, like, I'm going to start a timer. Mind, the number keeps going down. So but, the, like it's already been a half hour. So the thing, we're there. The thing is, too, I can guarantee you guys two hours. But part of this, I just got put on new meds that I have to take in like forty minutes. They make me really okay. sleepy. So okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best to go as long as I can. But if I start to get super sleepy, I'm gonna have to go because like I'm usually asleep uh, by like ten thirty at night anymore with these new oh. meds. Oh, all right, yeah. you're that. You're good, dude. You're good. Okay, I, ha- I started a timer. So it's going to ding at tw- when 20 minutes is up. All right, 20 minutes, I'll tell it. Story time, bro. Hey, All dear right. listener, I bet you didn't think that this podcast would happen, did you? Yeah, this is crazy, man. It's already crazy. I didn't expect to tell this story. So <laughs> it's like, we'll talk about Barbie, Oppenheimer. Any other questions on it? Because I have something else I want to get to. Um, No. <laughs> Dude, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just... <laughs> I am um, perplexed. Well, I, I kind of do. When the cops interrogated you, was it really because they thought that you had done something wrong or was it just like a formality? I think it's a formality. Yeah. They had to do it because there was blood all over me and it was just like so. And like the helicopter literally just took off with his body and we all thought he was dead because like he wasn't moving. So I think they since they couldn't talk to him, they just had to question us like, did you have anything to do with it? Like what happened? And I just told him exactly what happened and then they let me go. Neither. I would also imagine that it was because, um, like you said, about a, he got like a third of the way into his neck, and that's a pretty uncommon way to want to kill yourself. So crazy, which so is wild. I would imagine they were like, yeah. So they were like, yo, this this nigga didn't just cut his throat by himself. What oh, happened? that's I didn't even think of that because yeah, that is such an unconventional way to go about it. It has to yeah. be like yeah. So bizarre that he said that too, like two months was prior. It, like, so insane. if you, I thought if you hit one of your carotid arteries, you're pretty much over with. So did he start from the front, like where his vocal cords are? He started by like, like right under your ear, and he started to go towards the middle. Oh, so how did he not cut his like? Carotid I think he artery? did, dude. I think he did cut an artery. And they, well, I don't know. I'm not a fucking doctor, dude, but I thought it was like if so that gets cut, blood. you've got a couple minutes to somehow plug it up. Or not plug it I, up, but pinch it off. I know that it was a very close call. I know that he it was very close to death. There was <laughs> so much blood. You wouldn't even be, imagine how much blood there was. So it, much. Like, well, it's I can kind of imagine. Because have you ever seen that video of the hockey goalie who got a, yeah. a skate to his neck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Not like, the dude, new one. The old it's one. Squir- it squirted on me. Like, there was just shit everywhere. There was a puddle. Like, I was about to do my laundry, so there was like a puddle with my clothes, and I just told the cops anything that has blood on it, throw it out. And I had just bought these new pair of shoes that I loved, and 
they got thrown out. It was just like insane. Like it was like the boys level blood, so much blood. It was crazy. I, I find it a little bit odd though, that like your therapist like, Oh, you know, you could have sued them for that. I'm just like, I don't think that was like, of all the things to say, that seems like such a minute detail to focus in on. Yeah. Like you, you just literally saw a dude try to decapitate himself. So this was, this was uh, like this week when I told him that story, mm-hmm. he just told uh, me that because he was like, as today, if you don't today, feel bad enough already. It's like, Hey, you could have been a millionaire. <laughs> because apparently, <laughs> apparently things have changed. This was 16 years ago. So like, apparently things have changed where if this happens, then they pay for your therapy and, they pay oh, for gotcha. like they pay for anything, any help that you might need. And they offered me nothing. They were just like, all right, we'll send your clothes home and you get all B's. Like that was their deal. And they offered me no other help at all. And the fact that they didn't, didn't offer me any help is what I could have sued them for. I have uh, two questions. Uh, well, uh, one question and then I have a tangential you could have sued them story. <laughs> First question is, hey, Vex, you like to pride yourself on your ability to come up with segment titles. What would you title yeah. this segment? Uh, <laughs> a Glasgow, sky, Glasgow smile below the ear. What? It sounds like <laughs> a drink or something. What the fuck is that? That sounds like a sex yeah, position. It does. It I wrote does, down R.I.P. Dan's shoes. Um, that's good. No, that's I, I don't think that's a good one. Um, as soon as I wrote it down, I was like, that's insensitive. <laughs> that's what let's... brought me to my me asking you. Oh, and by oh, the way, like okay. for for anyone out there, like there's going to be a lot of things that I'm talking about that are pretty serious. Like I'm going to make light of it. But if you're struggling with mental health or addiction or anything, feel free to right. reach out to me on Twitter at Innovators, and I'll talk to you seriously about it. Like I'm trying to make light of it now because it's been so long and like I am over it now. But uh, and then the the story I'm I'm gonna share in a little bit, like I'm gonna make light of it. But if 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 anyone wants to have a serious conversation, just DM me on Twitter yeah. at at Scene Invaders. I'll talk to you. I know what you for, mean because I've been serious. sober for thirteen years, I and I make light that. of my I make light of my drinking days, but it was a fucking problem. It was yeah. not good. Yeah, um, I, I have a title by the way. Yes, I'm... Blood sport. Dan, I agree. That's Blood what it was. Sport. That's what it was. Blood sport? Blood sport. Okay. Fucking Insane stuff. Dark. All right. Dude, that I is... know... Oh, and also, speaking of, but when you do kill yourself, like the ripple effect that it sends through like your friends and oh, family dude. is just so oh, fucked up. God. For the love of God, like th- think it through, man. Life life yeah. goes on for a long time. Whatever's got you this upset, I guarantee you won't mean shit to you hold in on, a year. Hold on. Yes, I'm... that okay. That 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 advice might seem a little bit off the cuff though, because like I'm someone that tried to attempt suicide at a point, and that's what oh, just like think of all the people around you, and it's like when you're in that state of mind and you really feel that ending your life is the best case scenario, all you're thinking about is I know that everyone around me would be better off. That's yeah, but you're, you're thinking, wrong. Yeah. But no, but you're, uh, what I'm saying is like, you can't just ask a person to think about that because they're already in such a toxic mindset that anything remotely positive will immediately be flipped in their own mind. All right. Then what's your best advice? Don't do it. And um, bear consult the pain. A, mm, I was no, gonna say con- the, consult a professional. No, no, I I wouldn't even say. You know what? Oh, mm, okay, I was having this conversation with someone else some weeks ago. Okay, because like I've I've had my fair share of, of therapists and whatnot, and it seems like a lot of people don't understand that when you go to therapy, whether it's a 
a psychologist or a psychiatrist or just like, you know, a, 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 a general therapist. It's like shopping for a new car. You have to find the right one that you're ready to drive for at least 10 to 20,000 miles. Yeah. So if the first one you try out kind of sucks, like don't stick with it. Go to a different one. Exactly. Don't feel discouraged just because you've been to two or three therapists and you haven't found the right fit. It re- It's much like dating, you know, like you don't you don't just settle with the first person you go on a date with. No, you date around and that's how you find the one. Oh, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. Uh-huh. Huh. No, it's just because I've talked to a lot of people because I, I found that for me, um, I just I, I kind of took some of the tools that therapy gave me and then I stopped going to therapy and then I just trained my brain myself. It's going great too. Um, I'm not fucking cutting my neck open though. So <laughs> yeah, sorry, <Point>. Dan. <laughs> no, it's okay. Hold on. Point vex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crazy shit. Yikes. All right. All right. Next Tangential. topic. I know my gentle. Uh... You could have sued story. Okay. Go ahead. Back in the day. Hold on, hold on. Can you hold on to your stories? Because Dan's kind of on a time limit. Yeah, how much time do I have before I have to tell the story? Well, you have like 12 minutes, but you said that the meds will make you sleep. He's got 40 minutes until the meds. Then he's got a half hour till they kick in at least. And then he's going to try to struggle through. No, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Dan, (laughs) Dan, do not get me wrong. I love having you here. I love your stories. They mean a lot to me. But Vex, what the fuck? I don't get to talk? On what no, used to be my own podcast. <laughs> no. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Tangential story. I don't know. Well, now that I think about it, I should have taken her advice because this story is not going to compete at all. <laughs> this story is dust in the wind compared to the fucking Vietnam War story you just brought onto this podcast. But here we go. Back when I was about 14, 15 years old, we went snowboarding at Breckenridge, Breckenridge, Colorado. And we were trying to work our way over to the train park. So we were going down a run next to the train park. And it's like super flat and like easy and wide. No one was on it. We're going pretty quick. The snow, they have these snow blowers, right? If you guys, Vex, are you familiar with like snow sports or ski areas? I mean, like I've been to a ski resort and stuff like that. You ever see them like blowing snow? Yeah. All right. So they have like these pipes that are in the ground. There's different ways of doing it, but they have these fixed pipes in the ground. They stick up about 30 feet and then they kink over 45 degree angle and they spray out a mist. It's a mixture of air and water. It freezes in the air because it's so cold and it falls down as they call it snow, but it's ice. And then a snowcat comes over it and it grounds it up and it's a uh, auger and then it makes it better to work with. Not the same as like actual snow, but it's better than nothing. I come through a cloud of this mist and there is a guy on a snowmobile coming uphill like right fucking in front of me. So I'm like already on my toe edge. So I lean on my toe edge as hard as humanly possible. And I just end up like skidding out. And then I just go straight underneath the snowmobile. The dude runs me over. And it. Uh, then I. what I can remember is I. he hit me so hard, it bucked him off the snowmobile. I went under the tracks. So I kind of just see him like flying like he just got kicked Jeez. off of a bull, right? He's flying through the air. I feel okay, but the air has been knocked out of me. So this guy comes running back over and he's like, oh my God, are you okay? And I'm trying to be like, I think I'm fine, but I can't breathe because the air got knocked out of me. So I'm just like, and so he thinks he definitely killed me. <laughs> but I, I just like, I got my like wind back and I was like, nah, dude, like, I think I'm good. Like I had my helmet on and everything. 
And uh, so he is like, dude, okay, cool. So you, you don't need ski patrol, right? And I was like, no, I don't think so. Pretty sure I'm good. He's like, okay, cool. Um, here's a voucher for the the like cafeteria for five dollars. I don't know if you've ever purchased what? any. F- I don't know if you've ever purchased any food items at like a ski resort, but a hamburger is easily twenty to twenty five dollars. So five dollars. My joke was always like I could get half a Twix for five dollars, and I don't mean I don't mean one of the two bars. I mean half of one of those two bars. <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward, I'm eighteen and I go to school for ski area operations, and uh, we were talking about how snowmobiles being on a ski resort when the resort is opened is so dangerous that in Europe they don't allow it because all they're doing is just mowing people over left and right. And it's a huge legal like hazard for the place to have snowmobiles on the mountain when riders and skiers are on there. So they just don't let it happen. And I tell the story about how I got ran over at Breckenridge and they're like, Oh fuck, you could have owned half of Breckenridge. And I was like, Oh, damn it. (laughs) But speaking of that actually is a blood sport. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) So see, Almost as cool of a story, not cool of a story, but almost as interesting a story as you could have been a millionaire. Yep, could have been, been? could have been if I was litigious and I wasn't just like, I'll walk it off, I'll rub some ice in it. I'm getting nervous that my time's coming up for this story. Please don't judge me, guys. Please don't judge me. You got time, Dan. Don't worry. The only person that gets judged on this podcast is Yef because Yef is a retard. Okay, correct. (laughs) <laughs> okay 